Hey listeners, welcome to Wartime Stories. After the brutal terrorist attack by Hamas starting on Saturday, October 7, 2023, we bring you the real voices of survivors, the victims, relatives, and anyone who get involved, hurt, or lost loved ones in those horrific attacks. We got together some of Israeli's leading podcasters to show you the truth, spoken by first-hand witnesses with no filters. These not full stories, most of them aren't even edited. We're just collecting and release them as fast as we can because we think it's critical and central for our mission that you be able to hear what we're hearing, try to understand what we're going through. Please help us share these stories whenever possible. Hello listeners, this is Adi, and I thank you for joining us on another episode of Wartime Voices. It's October 29th, and over three weeks have passed since Hamas's brutal, horrible attack on Israel on October 7th, an attack that has changed our lives forever. Joining me today is Shachaf Ben-Simon, whose sister Adal was murdered in the attack on Kibbutz Ikim. Hi, Shahaf. Hi. And first of all, starting on a personal note, I'm so sorry for your loss. My heart's with you. The entire Israeli people's uh, hearts are with you. We're sending you the biggest hug in the world because I, I can't even begin to imagine how difficult this must be for you and your family. Therefore, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here today and, and talking to us. Thank you for the opportunity to, to talk and tell her story. Of course, because this is actually what I wanted um to begin with, to say that when we set up this interview, you told me that it's important for you to do this because you want to tell her, her story. You want her to be commem- commemorated, to be heard. Um, so would you like to tell us about her? Um, yes, of course. Um, Adar was, was my little sister at the, the, first, uh, the first level. She was my little sister. She has a twin brother. Uh, Aviv, and we have one big brother named Raz, and we were we are um, happy family, very connected family. Uh, we were like uh, one. We were like one, and Adar, not for something, not for like some cliche. She was really our our heart, our flower, she was like the stick to ours. Um, at, at the army, she was a second lieutenant. And when she died, she got, uh, she got up to a lieutenant. And she was a commander on rookie department at Basis Zikim, at Zikim base. Uh, it's very close to Gaza border. She loved so much what she did in the army. She was so dedicated to her soldiers and to her commanders uh, at her level and the commanders underneath her. 
um, she really worked all day long and all night. Even my mother called her like at midnight and she was like, what are you doing? You go to sleep. And she's, no, I'm still working at her office. She did everything she could and beyond that to uh, her soldiers. Everyone admired her, her friends, her soldiers, her commanders. Everyone were like, I want to be like Adal. Today we got like messages from her uh, rookies that saved and thanks to her and her friends commanders uh, that everyone write to me. Uh, she was like my, like the famous superstar you want to be like. Like an idol. Yeah. I wanted to be like a dog. I wanted to be, uh, to go to be an officer, a lieutenant, just because of her. Everyone write me on WhatsApp how she treated them. Everyone really admired her. She was so funny, always with a smile on her face. Even when she needs to go to, to wake up early or to sleep two hours at night, um, she was always positive energy and she lived the moment. Always she lived the moment and she sometimes I felt like she's my big my big sister. Like she gave me uh, advices and what I need to do. And sometimes I really looked at her like I learned from her about life. And it's like absurd that I mean she needs to learn to learn from me and the big sister but Many, many times it was the opposite. She had like facial light when she came into the room. And we always we wanted the the the, the little attention from her, everything. She, we just wanted to talk to her. Anything she could tell us, we were like, you know, hug it. And it's a very big loss for us. Uh, but... I'm sure that if if you would ask her if she would do it again, she would do it again a hundred times because she saved so many lives, so many people, civilians, and so many rookies under her commander. You're saying she saved so many people, rookies, civilians, and um, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're fine with telling the story, we would be more than honored to listen. Um. So October 7th, Adar was at a Zikim base. As I said, it's very close to border to the Gaza border. And she was like at the north side of the base. Mm -hmm. Very big uh, base. And it's very near to Kibbutz Zikim, where civilians live, and mm -hmm. very near to Ashkelon City. Okay. Um, just for context, I'm sorry that I'm stopping for just a second. Mm -hmm. For the people who are listening to us, those cities are in the south of Israel. Yeah. And as Shachaf said, they're really close to the border with Gaza. Yes. Yeah. Um, so at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, uh, she heard uh, bombs and rockets. Uh, they didn't have the alarm. Uh, the alarm wasn't working? The red sign or not alarm? It was that big surprise that the rockets just came. Wow. So and it was because the base was so close to the border. Yeah. Wow. And 
I live in Ganyavne. It's also like 30 minutes uh, drive from there. Uh, so I had an, an alarm also for, for from Rocket and I text her, Adal, how are you? You okay? I have an alarm. You have two. And she was like, alarms? I didn't have alarm. I have just the rockets. Um, she wrote me uh, that like 100 rockets, something like that. Wow. Were flew above her. That's how she wrote me. And there's bombs and everything. Uh, but then she wrote me on 715 uh, that... They heard only also gunshots, and she knew that terrorists uh, came. And she wrote me on WhatsApp: nine terrorists running to our gates, to our base gates. Um, I'm with my gun ready and loaded. She wrote me: Shema Israel. I will talk which to you is, later. Which is the Israeli prayer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when she wrote me the Shema Israel, our pray, I was like, felt that something is not alright. But on the other side, I was like, okay, Adal, she's a fighter. She was a warrior. If I didn't say it, mm-hmm. it was her job. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was just, I was like, okay, Adal, she will be fine. And all this time on WhatsApp, I was trying to uh, get another uh, another message from her. How are you? Are you okay? Safe on your body. Uh, watch your body. And at this time, they took all their all the all the they took all their uh, rookies, soldier mm-hmm. rookies. Yeah. Uh, and like close them in the migunit in like the safe room. It's like. Yeah big safe room from the rockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adar and her commanders, her friend commanders, they were like like her, uh, get dressed and get ready. Um, they told the rookies, you don't move from here. You don't go out. You're in the safe place mm-hmm. and we're going to fight. And the rookies were like two months or three months uh, at the army, uh, so they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's it. Adar and her commanders ran to the to the get to the base gates uh, to struggle and to fight with the terrorists that wanted to get into the base and murder them all. And. And they had a fight with the with the terrorists like um, forty minutes, fifty minutes. We don't know exactly the details because we still wait for the. Unfortunately, there is a and still uh, still war outside, and all the like big commanders of the base still at the war. So we really waiting to know exactly what happened there. But on the other side, we understand the situation in our country. So at the base, at the Migunit, the safe room, there were like 90 rookies. Wow. 
that uh, alive now, and another twenty or thirty uh, like um, other soldiers that were there in Shabbat on this holiday. And in addition, there were there was a little party at the Kimbich, like forty mm-hmm. fifty people, mm-hmm. and. On 6 a.m. in the morning, they saw the terrorists came out of the bit of the sea in the little boats. So some of those civilians on the beach party tried to escape for their lives and they get into the base. Like, no, base, it's safe, safe place. The terrorists will not get in there. Um, and they so, alerted someone in the base? Yeah. They, they succeeded to get into the base and get safe, thanks to Adar and her commanders. And there were like three uh, positions that the terrorists came. And on these three positions, Adar and her other uh, commanders that fought with the terrorists, uh, they actually prevented from the terrorists to get in the base. And like, earned time so other soldiers and other you know, units can come and protect and they took out the, the rookies and like save their, their lives and unfortunately Adal and uh, six more uh, soldiers I mean commanders with her were murdered in this uh, gunfights uh, this is how she she wrote me on WhatsApp the last uh, the last uh, the last message on seven thirty eight in the morning that uh, we're in a gunshot. Uh, commander underneath me uh, were injured, and that's it. And after it, I was trying to get another single from her. Uh, something, write me something, and she was already. Uh, there was like one V and a lot of soldiers and commanders above Adal came to our house and tell us how she, how hero she, she was. She, and when I say Adar, it's like Adar and her commanders. Like it's not only Adar, it's important to me to say, but I talk about my little sister. So I say Adar, but they were really hero. They uh, prevented. They not only prevented the the terrorists from murder all the people in the in the base. They also prevented the terrorists to came into Kibbutz Zikim when there are civilians. And the commander of the whole base he told us that the, if they weren't prevented this uh, enter of the terrorists, they were. For sure, getting to Ashkelon city, they could do it there the same way they did uh, at Be'eri and all those uh, kibbutzim in the... In the south, yeah. Yeah. What an unbelievable story. I mean, you're saying head commanders in the army told you that Thanks to your sister and the fellow commanders she had with her, a bigger disaster. Yeah, for sure. Prevented. What she did, I can't catch in my head how she ran to, to the terrorists, how she didn't have 
a little fear in her in her eyes or her heart. But That's I know the first that thing I I thought about when you told me this story because you know I guess this is what heroes are made of. Yeah. It's a different type of people. This is admirable, really. I'm sure she's proud of herself about what she did about the amount of lives she saved. Someone wrote me uh, she didn't save only us and one of her rookies, a lot of her rookies wrote me on WhatsApp, thank you, thank you for your sister. Thank you for she saved my life. It gives us a little um, good feeling on our heart. I just want to, to say to the people listening because you don't see Shaha if you only listen to her, but maybe you could feel it in her voice. She talks I and mean, you talk about her with such pride. <laughs> and what you just said is so I mean as a part of this difficult time you find the way to look at, at what happened to her as a beacon of light is something you know you find the way to be proud of her even yeah even though I mean you're you're grieving right now this is your little sister this is something I mean the amount of strength that you have Shaf is incredible really. Thank you. But uh, every time people say it to me, I'm thinking Adar was more. If Adar was here in my place now, she she's so strong that she would talk even better than me. Um, I got engaged one month ago. Uh, and uh, Adar, like, she's my only uh, girl sister. Mm-hmm. And you know what this day I imagine her by my side in every step, everything. And I'm trying to 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 take the power from the people she saved to like cover my my sad and that she will not see my. children and she will, will not be in my wedding and it will not be like I imagine she's was very exciting she was very happy but at least she knew that I'm getting married at least she knew with who at least she knew when and I'm trying to like hold it in my two hands. Because uh, there's a lot of uh, moments that I get into bed and cry about it. I think we have a big journey and long journey. Me and my family, I mean, until we understand that she's not here. Like every Saturday, since she's gone, we were like, okay, she's in the base. She's like, she come back next Saturday. But every day uh, you understand it a little more. And we try to be strong for each other. We really try. It's very, very hard, difficult. Because as I said, Adar was our stick. If she were here, she didn't let us to cry one more tear. We try to, to stay strong for her. And try to stay strong for this to be proud. 
this is the biggest tra- tragedy because on the one hand, as you said, my sister is a hero, but on the other hand, that's my little sister. That's your little sister. The the big tragedy, as I said in, in other interview, that people in, around the world, when they are 20, they, I don't know, go to college or traveling. The big tragedy of Israel is that we need to give our children to live so Israel can exist. I think every second door in in our little country now, it's insane. It, you can't even understand it. How many people died? How many families are affected by this? How many tragedies people are coping with right now? How many people at the age of 20, 90 and 80, how many people need to die? How many children? They're not even people. How many children need to die as they protect our country? No one here. I don't know what's going on there at the other side, on the Palestinian side. Here, on Israel, no one in our side wants innocent to die. Not in our side and not the other side. But we are dealing with an enemy that no one would want to deal with. No one. Not in Europe, not in the United States, not in South America or I don't know where. And it's insane how people still don't see it, how they can support the the Hamas now. Here on Israel, no one wants death. No one wish for innocence, death. No one here wants it. We just want to live. We just want to live, have fun. We don't want our brother and sister and children will die. And I think every family that lost her, her dear dealing with, we cannot just sit and cry. We need to uh, fight. This is what we left to do. This is our reality right now. Yeah, exactly. Shachaf, again, I want to say, I mean, the amounts of strength and and what, what do you, you have, I mean, the way you, you speak, the way you want to deliver a message, it's just really, it's um, admirable. And I really appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for sharing um, Adar's story with us. And to our listeners, I want to thank you for listening to Adal's story told by her sister, Shachaf. And I invite you to listen to more Wartime Voices on all podcast platforms. <laughs>